and welcome to Hell Ain't Complicated, a supernatural fan cast. Oh boy, it's been a while. <laughs> it was supposed to be one week, but then last week happened and a lot a lot of great fun stuff happened for me personally, so I had to take another week off to just be insane for a little bit. But today I'm here with my friend Jack again. Hello. Hello. How goes it? It goes. This should be a fun episode. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, this is a fun episode. Today we're going to be talking about, well, you probably saw the title. It's going to be top uh, three-ish Monster of the Week uh, episodes, our favorite ones. And God, I, f- I hate watching good supernatural episodes because then I'm like, why do I hate this show? <laughs> and then I remember, oh God. So I'm going to go over some news that happened since March 13th. Jesus Christ, that was half a month ago. Good God. Um... First off, the March 14th, we had the Sam Eileen wedding on St. Patrick's Day. Everybody kind of came together and wrote, like, fic and drew art and did all sorts of really cute stuff for them. Oh, my gosh. And a lot of people donated to um, uh, organizations benefiting those with, like, hearing loss and stuff. I'll put a link to organizations that do that in the show description. But I just think that's nice. Nobody won in the finale. Nobody won. Even... The hetero couple got shafted. Can you... That's so insane. Like, I truly can't... Like, sometimes I feel like I'm in too deep into the Supernatural fandom that I'm like... Like, I'm just being a crazy person. Maybe the finale wasn't that bad. But it's like, wait a minute. Sam has a blurry wife that clearly isn't Eileen? What the fuck? Before the finale? Like, the second to last episode? I was like, yeah, they should just end it here. Like, fighting God, great, okay, that's pretty much where I figured Supernatural was going to lead, but then, like, this wrap-everything-up episode, I I was indifferent to. God, I hate when a series just goes on slightly too long. There's this really good anime called um, Violet Evergarden, it's on Netflix, it is so insanely good, the animation is unbelievable like it cannot be possibly be made by human hands but it's beautiful and amazing so you get to episode like 10 or something and it ends and i like remember watching it because i was getting really into anime at the beginning of, of the pandemic and i was like sobbing my eyes out during like episode 10 11 it was a perfect ending in every single way and then there was just an extra three episodes that they're just completely blocked from my mind because i was like this this didn't need to be here no thank you i'm good <laughs> okay um there is a supernatural all 15 seasons crew member souvenir book with photographs from the sets and behind the scenes and it includes that picture have you seen this there's this picture of um this photoshop picture of the finale that almost was it's really they're like in this bar theater thing and the team free will and jack are like photoshopped awkwardly standing with clearly photoshopped shadows and kansas is photoshopped it's so funny i should i'll send it a picture to you later but it is the funniest goddamn thing just standing there like yes we did it we won the day (laughs) oh my god misha is doing a bunch of cameos like the app cameo i don't really know much about it but the fans can essentially pay celebrities to say whatever they want and of course the fans are you know going a little nuts with it (laughs) <laughs> so he 
like, we all know he wants to talk about Cass and he wants to talk about the finale and the confession. But every time he tries to, you can see like a red dot from the sniper that lives across the street from him, just like ready for like the word from Warner Brothers. <laughs> it's such a shame. But also like fans, come on, let's calm down a little bit. <laughs> Granted, he's getting paid for it. So like, I shouldn't feel bad. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, another news, Dean is by, was trending on March 23rd, yet again. Uh, German dub of the confession, March 20th, a little, tiny little bit extra. This one's weird. This one's weird. March 23rd through the 27th, uh, Sky Germany, an airline, <laughs> posted several clips, fan vids, quotes, and pieces of fan art of Destel on their official Instagram, including a fan video Made up of major Dean cast moments captioned, in order to really finish with Destel, you need this clip. And it, it's... Okay. <laughs> Silence brand. Why? I don't I don't understand it. So hey, bizarre. Hey, you know, corporations are people, so... Yeah. I guess, <laughs> I, I guess some of them are, you know, allowed to be super, super Destel. It's so weird. And then there was Misha tweeting Amazon about... Destel and Winces, and it was like, what? Misha, stop. Misha, I will pay you to stop talking, please. Oh, God. And he apologized for it, at least, but it was still like, why Why are you talking to Amazon about our shipping, not the other kind of shipping? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, because, Jack, you are so fucking lucky you aren't in the Supernatural fan because it is a fucking... I, this morning, this morning, a blog I followed was talking about, like, erotic cannibalism and i was just like i gotta go i need to leave why does this always happen <laughs> it's so bizarre oh my god it's like sure go go ahead do whatever it's just it's just very funny to me yeah oh a, my god a, a you do you kind of thing but please leave me out of it yeah like uh i i'm gonna block you sorry I respect you and you're right as a human being, but I don't respect you as a person. Um, so today we're talking about Monster of the Week episodes and Supernatural sure has a lot of them. Uh, Monster of the Week is defined by TV tropes as episodes where the characters fight a villain and the whole story is wrapped up at the end, never to be dealt with again. So your third favorite was Pac-Man Fever. Yeah. 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 I, I loved Pac-Man Fever. Just as a heads up, though, there was a little bit more news today. Oh. Jeff Jeffrey Dean Morgan, your absolute favorite father figure, <laughs> is uh, is on Hot Ones. Hot uh, Ones? What the hell is that? It is a YouTube show where they eat hot wings and answer questions. Okay. Yep, it's, it's nothing important. <laughs> they ask a total of one question about Supernatural, but it technically has something to do with Supernatural. All right. Basically, so Jared and you guys got tattoos together. Oh, yep, here it is. That's pretty much it. They, what? Jeffrey Z. Morgan has a supernatural tattoo? Yeah, Jared Jensen and Jeffrey Dean Morgan all have crowns tattooed on their arms to okay. symbolize, I, I don't know, their unity or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yes, Pac-Man fever. I, I love Charlie. Charlie is... One of the only female characters in the show that yeah that get enough screen time for me to be able to say genuinely I love this character. 
And it's probably because she's a lesbian, so she's not a threat to either of the boys. I mean, yeah, but... That's the theory, at least. Yeah, it is kind of uh, weird that all of the big female characters are ones that are marginally less threatening to the boys' manhood. Like Char- Charlie being a lesbian or Jody Mills being significantly older than they are. Um, yeah. Did you know? Sorry, I found out recently. Did you know that some people ship Dean and Charlie romantically? I found some art of it. I meant to send you some art of it. It was, it was very strange. It was very strange. See, I, and I, I don't get it. Yeah, it's such a cute friendship, and like the. Brothers never get any friendships. I'm going to probably get into this a bit later. But, like, okay, Dean gets some friendships. Sam never gets any friendships. And granted, this is more of a Dean friendship. But, like, still, they they never have any friends, period. And this is a really good friend. I also, like, there's the whole... They're they're very similar, like, people. (laughs) They obviously watch the same porn. And, like, they're nerdy geeky sections like quoting star wars at each other it screams way more friends almost brother sister vibe than it does romantic partner yeah some people are just weird some people just love chaos but yeah uh so about that childhood trauma you experienced earlier yeah good god I think the reason this is one of my favorites is because it actually delves into a side character's past. Yeah. Yeah, that really doesn't happen in Supernatural. And I said to you before, um, I, I really feel like it's more of a like a proxy for the childhood trauma that Dean and Sam suffered with their whole mother and and everything. Not that they don't take it seriously for Charlie, but there's a lot of talk about getting past your trauma and what's happened and how it's better for your healing if you can get past it, which is something especially Dean never does. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of funny to hear him be like, you gotta let go, Charlie. And Yeah, he's the last fucking person to say that. And like, she's like, finally accepts it and lets her mother go. While there's even like a quote in the episode where Dean's like, but I never will. It's not quite what it was, but I was like. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, he's like talking about Sam. He's like, I'm never gonna let Sam go. I'm, we're never gonna move back. We're never gonna talk about it. We're always gonna be together. We're gonna live forever. It's gonna be fine. Like, bro, oh my god. Still, they, you know, there's so much positive in, in that episode, even though it's such a downer episode. Like, for one thing, you get to see Charlie being a badass, which, again, there's very minimal women in the show that could be a badass. And then you actually get some, like, like an emotional climax of the show. Charlie, like, reading to her mother. Oh, God, yeah. that part is so good. Yeah, it, you know, it, it brings a single man tear to my eye. 
<laughs> but yeah, it, it's just so wonderfully done that I had to put it on my list. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I kind of sat down and watched most of our choices just because I. It's been a good while since I've seen most of them, and God, yeah, <laughs> it is a really good episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah, my third choice for me personally is uh, Ghost Facers from season three, episode 13, written by Ben Edlund, uh, directed by Phil Sagrika. I don't know how it's said. This is a really good episode if like, granted, I think all my choices, my first and this choice are both like really good episodes to show people who kind of want to check out Supernatural, but don't want to get into it. They don't want to watch all those seasons, but you just, if you just want to show them an episode or two of Supernatural, like, this is one of them. This is such an easy one to get into. It's so goofy. It's just letting Dean and Sam actually swear is perfect <laughs> enough on its own. But then, of course, it's a Bedland episode, so everything about it is incredible and great. So, like, the Ghostbusters are so goddamn funny. They all have, like, these relationships you kind of get into and are really interesting but also still so goofy like when um harry and ed's girlfriend make out (laughs) uh uh ed like tries to kick his ass oh my oh my god it's so funny and just and yeah it also gave us the fucking the most iconic like two most iconic quotes of you gotta be go be gay for that poor dead end for intern (laughs) and gay love can pierce through the veil of death and save the day which is it's so much. I saw it so much after the confession happened. Like, everybody felt that. All of us were like, this is what's going to happen in the finale. And it didn't. But still, that's such a fucking baller quote. That is such a good quote. I do love episodes that where you see the Winchesters from an outside perspective. And, like, this is the one that happens the most. And it's kind of like, yeah, they're kind of assholes. And they're pretty rude and stuff. They get much more... Dean is very rude in later seasons, IMO, but... It's kind of almost an always sunny episode. Like, you're not really rooting for everybody, but you also kind of want good things for them, but only marginally. It's just such a silly, goofy episode. Love it. Stellar. Amazing. I mean, just the ghost facers in general are just some top-notch, like, side characters. Like every yeah. every moment that they like show up and are, are are there, you're you're glad that they're there. Yeah, absolutely. They're just like such perfect levity for supernatural. Like the, <laughs> these amateur ghost hunters who just dig around and drive the Winchesters insane, and are just they should have really been like the, they're like the perfect antithesis. Antithesis, the fucking word. <laughs> They're perfect opposites of the Winchesters, essentially. And it's also just so nice to see, you know, just a couple of goofy kids. Just some regular-ass dudes ruining the Winchester's day instead of, you know, the darkness, the apocalypse, angels, demons, all that. No, it's just some kids with a camera, and they're very annoying. (laughs) And that's all it needs to be sometimes. Yeah, there is, you know, the whole save the world scale thing just like in like comic books and stuff definitely happened in supernatural where they like feel like they have to raise the stakes every single season until you know you're fist fighting god or whatever yeah jesus christ 
they have uh shonen disease uh you know what there's also the um it's on youtube i'll put a link in or whatever where cassiel meets the ghost facer is that is such an iconic video it's so funny here he just scares the shit out of these guys and it was like so unnecessary but i love that they put it in anyway but i feel kind of bad because Cass is not really in any of our choices like he is a cameo in your topic he's a voice on a phone on your topic and he somebody else is playing him in your second pick <laughs> i mean i feel so bad the, pr- the problem is because Cass is such a i mean he's a great character but he's also a powerful character yeah. so like the more the offshoot episodes where they're fighting like a single monster here or there like if Cass was there he'd literally just destroy them so yeah <laughs> he just like wouldn't put up with it i love him but also that kind of makes him perfect for epi- i don't know i would re- i really want to see that i really want to see one episode where Cass is just thrown into some sh- crazy shenanigans he can't angel his way out of but yeah, your second pick. Go for it. My second pick is fan fiction. <laughs> this uh, was my first time watching this episode. Really? I finally watched it. Yeah, this one and the other one. I finally watched them. Okay. So, uh, the Chuck Dam multiple title cards is... That was so good! So freaking great that, like, I, uh, I saw that. I, I, I'm just, like, beaming ear to ear. Like, <laughs> legitimately, the premise is campy and a little bit stupid. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it's so just, like, to me, this episode screams, enjoy the thing how you want to enjoy that thing. Regardless of how it turns out, you had fun with that thing while you were doing it. And like between how Dean sees supernatural and how it in quotes is actually going and how the theater kids see supernatural, the differences don't matter because they still enjoyed that thing. And that's what this episode means to me. And it's one of the reasons I I love it so much is because as long as they can see together that they're having fun or enjoying this thing, it's just, it's great. Yeah, there is a lot of love in this episode still. All the fucking songs are absolute bangers. Like, shockingly. Like, I'll listen to um, On the Road So Far over and over. Like, that is a genuinely good song. I really like it. Yeah. Also, all of it is on... Spotify. Though I really wish that they had done what Spider-Verse did and, like, made a full album for, like, the entire fake musical. Like, songs that we didn't hear that would have happened in the show. Oh, yeah. They totally should have... They totally should have done, like, a Nightman actual actual release of Supernatural the musical. Oh, my God. I would kill for that. Find out (laughs) what's with the goddamn robot. (laughs) (laughs) And tentacles. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Calliope mentions tentacles. Now I really want to see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, a single man tear. 
a cover of Carry On My Wayward Son, because, you know, it's a classic. Uh, there's not, not much more to say than it's an absolute fun episode, poking fun of the show and the fandom at the same time without really being offensive towards those people. Like, towards, <laughs> towards the fandom or towards the people who write the show itself. Like, legitimately, I, I can't remember the the girl's name, the one that's running the show. I can't remember either. But she legitimately, like, calls out Dean on how <laughs> dumb some of the choices uh, of how Supernatural is gone is. And I'm just like, yep, that's perfect. Like, this is some of the worst fan fiction I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Someone fucking has to. <laughs> it's funny because the, the uh, girl, the director, reminded me so much of a Castiel cosplayer I do in real life who was a kind of a huge bitch. <laughs> and she was like very bossy. But she, you know, sometimes you meet people who are really bossy and they're like, yeah, I'm bossy. Yeah, I'm a bitch. And I own it. It's like, all right, you're going to be a very lonely person then. I'm sorry. And then last time I talked to her, she was living in Alaska and didn't have any friends. So like, uh... Yeah, that's unrelated. But yeah, I like the episode. It was, it's definitely interesting. Well, I, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm curious, seeing as it's your first time watching an episode that takes serious shots at both the show and the fandom itself. Like, yeah. how did you- I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really like it quite as much because, you know, I mean, the thing that keeps me in Supernatural is the fandom. The fandom is so... The thing, the thing, the thing is, is that I know Super Hulok is cringe. I know Supernatural is cringe. I know Misha Apocalypse is a fucking annoying. I think it's happening right now as we speak. It's April 1st, so probably only three people are doing it. Who cares? And, you know, people add Supernatural gifts to everything. There are... Supernatural is a far bigger fandom than you think, but also not as big as you think. Like, it's not Star Wars level, but it's still quietly massive as hell. Like, everybody in Washington has watched Supernatural. And the thing is, is that, yeah, there's a lot of stupid, dumb shit. I think Supernatural might have invented Omegaverse. It's debatable, but unfortunately, I think it might have originated here, which is like, oh God, biggest shame in the world. Oy, God. It's different strokes for different folks, I guess. But the fandom is also so fucking talented and incredible. I have, there are sections of it that have changed my entire worldview. Just, be, just from some thoughts about this stupid little show about these stupid brothers doing stupid shit. Like... I was, you know, I was raised Catholic and like a lot of people take the religious iconography and just run with it and go into some heavy, insane shit with it. And it's incredible. The fucking, I talked about it in another episode. I really want to get into it someday. But the the blog, the Leviathans have the angel is like such an incredible piece of horror that you can't make organically you can't make an original narrative it could only exist in fandom and it's incredible and i don't know i 
I think this episode didn't really give credit to the fact that the fans really create some amazing, incredible works that aren't, they technically are derivative of Supernatural, but they are also so incredibly original on their own. Like, sometimes you'll see art and be like, wait, that's Supernatural? That can't be. This is too good. This belongs in a museum. And it's just, it's incredible. And just the way people latch onto these characters and have created the, like, an entire entity of their own within them to the point where it's like, un- you kind of forget that this is a supernatural, that you watch the show, you're like, wait, this is the same character? I'm so, <laughs> I have such brainworms from the fandom that I can't keep my facts straight anymore because it all just ties together. It's, I don't know. I have incredible fondness for the fandom as much shit as I give it, as much as it makes me cringe, as much as it makes me annoyed and angry. There are some incredibly talented people who have done some incredible goddamn work in it. And I think that was just my major gripe with the episode. It was kind of just like, yeah, go ahead. And and that's the thing. To me, the musical performances are the example of the fandom, the children of this episode going above and beyond what the show normally does. And doing something better than just the show itself. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's kind of what fixes the, (laughs) fixes a little bit too strong, but I think that's kind of what fixes my opinion is the songs are so good and the carry on my wayward son is so clearly like, and the brothers like watching all of this is so clearly like, this is our legacy. And you can kind of see that Jensen and Jared are like watching this legacy that they've built with their cast happen in front of them and it's impacting both their characters and their actors to see what they've done together which is yeah which is kind of what it does you know you listen to carry on way where we're sunny you just feel like ten thousand emotions and then you have to switch to the next song because too much (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) so my second pick is uh One we kind of covered recently, it's Faith, uh, season one, episode 12, written by Sarah Gamble and Rael Tucker, directed by Alan Crokier. This is what Supernatural wanted to be. Like, people have been joking about HBO Supernatural. This is Supernatural if it was HBO. (laughs) Just, like, tackling with questions about God. There's, like, a Southern Gothic kind of feel to it. That's probably not the right word, but whatever. You know, it's so, so Americana having the church in a tent with like plastic chairs that the people sit in while watching this preacher bring people back to life it's so much it's so good everything about it is so gorgeous and also hoodie dean (laughs) need i say more (laughs) yeah uh unfortunately i wasn't able to uh, re-watch really uh your episodes because work Oh, yeah, no worries. Uh, but this is one that I, I, I remember fairly well, which is strange because it's season one, and the only season one episodes I watched it are ones for this podcast, except for years ago. So to me, it speaks volumes about how at least interesting that episode was that I remember 
even just bits and pieces of a season one Supernatural episode when it has to have been like five, six years ago since I've watched it. Yeah. The visuals, it just it just works so well. It's such a shame that it's ruined by the rest of Supernatural because it's dealing with like, you know, is God real? What do we deserve? What is free will? All of that. And then the rest of the show is like, you already met God. Yeah, God's real. Don't worry. Our son defeated him. And now we're God. And now we're in heaven. <laughs> Just, uh, Lord. Yeah, I I don't want to get into it because it could be an episode all itself. But the whole getting into the weeds, God versus Satan, and then... God versus the darkness or, you know, just the darkness showing up and like just all of that stuff. While there are some parts that I really enjoy, it also takes so much away from the other narratives that they could have portrayed. This episode reminds me of an episode that they do later on where like there's a girl in like her parents keep her in the basement because she's got like superpowers or something. And because of her powers, she sends that pain to somebody else and they die. And I was like, this episode, Faith, those two episodes are so strange to me within Supernatural because of this actual dark element it seems like they've wanted to do. And then you have Chuck. (laughs) Oh god, yeah, it's oh god, it's such a shame that the rest of the series happens. Like like I was just saying, the fandom is very talented and that I've seen a good amount of the fandom like pick up on the vibe that Supernatural was trying to put down with this episode. And Supernatural never realized the vibe that it wanted to go for. It arguably it's like, uh, it kind of does sometimes, but then it just kind of like forgets. Like if you want more of faith, you go to the fandom. There are some subsections of the fandom that are just full in full faith mode all the time. And it's incredible because this is like one of the first times that somebody dies for the Winchesters and it like really affects Dean. You can really see that. And yeah. And then the rest of the time it's just like, Oh, it sucks. I have to bury another person. Oh, well let's go back to going on the fucking road again. It's like, Hey boy. And also just, oh my god, the Reaper design. Can we talk about the motherfucking Reapers? Because the Reaper design of the... The fucking Don't Fear the Reaper song as that fucking scene. Oh my god. Me and Bo, we're going to talk about... um, Talking about season two uh, next week. And so we just watched the episode with uh, Tessa the Reaper. And oh god, the Reaper's... It's a whole conversation, but it just drives me kind of nuts that they created this pretty interesting version of the Reapers where, like, these very old, very skull-like makeup and very inhuman look to them. And, like, the runner sees a Reaper coming for her and she just fucking books it. And it's so incredible with that music going. It's just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then the next time we see a Reaper, it's, like, a weird scooby-doo ass ghost and then it becomes a pretty lady and that's kind of just what the rest of the reapers are even death is like a dude granted it's a very it's a dude with a very interesting face but it's still like a dude with 
minimal makeup. Yeah. So I, I really wish more Reapers were like this. I really wish that they made, like, all the Reapers just very old people or just, like, clearly people who shouldn't be alive, who can't possibly be alive. I just wish all Reapers looked like um, Prince Philip, essentially. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, your top pick. So my top pick is Baby. Yeah. And, oh, baby. Uh, <laughs> I freaking, this episode, this is one of, okay. So there is definitely a period of time where I was supernaturaled out. And just like, after the Leviathan. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I just don't know, guys. Like, I don't know if I can stick around. <laughs> uh, I was long gone by this point. And then, and then this episode showed up. And like, It's not like following an inanimate object is something new. Like the feather in Forrest Gump. It's not something, like, it's something that happens. But, you know, this episode feels different because Baby already feels like a character. And I I don't know why. Like, uh, I legitimately don't know why. I don't know if it's just how much Dean loves it or how long it's been in this show or the fact that it's come back to life. It's just this episode follows the Impala and you enjoy watching this car as much as you enjoy watching the brothers on a good day. Putting, putting Sam and Dean in the back seat was enjoyable. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That shot of, uh, them sleeping in the car and it just shows them from above like yep this is just their normal this is not an unusual day for them this is every day for them it was so nice also it's really interesting because the scene between when they're like sitting in the car and having a conversation felt different to me than every other time they've sat in the car and had a conversation and like (laughs) even some of their other bm moments don't feel like this this one actually felt heartfelt like them talking about the dreams they have of like having a normal life either with their father or their mother felt different than it has in any other episode yeah definitely just i love the shots of like within the car of like the the objects within it like you know the soldiers the classic soldiers and like their initials carved into it and all that oh and it reminds you of swan song of course and like just as it goes along since the impala is not always with them like just the the little things that it adds here and there here and there and then at the end they were like those objects matter like the a hello kitty purse (laughs) a hello kitty purse and then the woman that uh sam sleeps with losing her hairpin like all of that stuff comes back into play at the end of the episode which i mean Chekhov's gun like as you see these things happen they should come back into the narrative but in supernatural you never know if that's actually gonna happen (laughs) like you know creating bullets out of angel blades is something the supernatural has and you know <laughs> barely uses yeah it's interesting this is kind of a show about stuff but like this is like one of the episodes one of the, one of the few episodes where it's like 
normal domestic stuff. Usually Supernatural is like, we need a gun to defeat the the bigger gun. And then we need a bigger gun to do the other bigger gun. Just escalation to the max. But then this one is just like a hairpin, Hello Kitty backpack, bloody knife, toy soldiers, etc. Pennies. Pennies! Pennies! Yeah! That was so good. And he just shoves a bunch of pennies into that monster. Like, yeah, that's how you fucking do it. And it just... Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so great because of the fact that at that point in time, Dean doesn't know if it's going to work. Like, he, he pours out, he pours out that handful of pennies and doesn't get a chance to look at the dates. He just shoves it in the, the wear pyre's mouth and, and cuts its head off and he just happens to get lucky. Oh my god. And then, oh my god, when he gets in the car, and he, like, both times he, like, starts the car after a wreck. And, like, both times you're like, oh god, oh god, I really hope it does. But then you're also like, of course it's gonna work. It's baby. It's the car they lived in for years, for decades. Of course she's gonna work. It's the car. Oh, and then, ah, the one time Castiel's in an episode. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) That was so, that. Oh my god! Like I was so stressed out for Cass the whole time. Like <laughs> my voice just on the call. Like what's happening? I need words, please. Dean. Oh my god. Dean, I heard gunshots. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> oh my sweet boy. <laughs> he's just so. He's just having a conversation with himself. I love him so fucking much. And then, uh, just the simple things in this episode. Just some of the the real simple effects like the head mm-hmm. on, the head on the hood of the car or yeah. the the body moving around when it doesn't have a head that episode is so dynamic that it made me continue watching the show until it ended <laughs> like <laughs> this episode is the reason i finished supernatural God, <laughs> I should have stuck it out just a bit longer, just a season longer. Maybe I would have kind of, would have managed. But then there's fucking Dog Dean Afternoon. Jesus Christ! Oh God, what a horrible. Oh, <laughs> never. I'm never watching that episode. I, I like. I was looking through the Monster of the Week list, and I was like, God, Dog Dean Afternoon. I, I don't remember that episode. And I like clicked on it. I was like, Yeah, never mind. I remember this episode, and then turned it yeah. off. <laughs> Yeah, that was the episode that made me stop. I read the the synopsis, like the little, you know, my parents' TV with like the cable box. And it's like, Dean gets possessed by a fucking dog and has a crush on a poodle. I'm like, I gotta go. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Purgatory wore me out. I'm done. And that's when I left. Okay. So my top pick for Monster of the Week is, of fucking course, probably the one everyone expected. It's Mystery Spot. Of course! This is the episode I show everybody. I'm like, I know Supernatural sucks. I know I shit talk it all the time. I know, I know, I know. You have to watch Mystery Spot, though. It has all the most iconic lines. It shows the brothers' dynamics. It's a Sam episode. There are so few, like, good-ass Sam episodes, but my favorite episode is a Sam episode, which is incredible. And Deed is really funny. Just everything about it is so fucking good. It's so iconic. Key to the moment. Get <laughs> Teddy is Tuesday, but yesterday was Tuesday also. Tuesday, pig in a poke. All of it. It's so iconic. And it has a little bit of everything. Like it is a it's kind of the perfect supernatural episode in my mind. It's funny. It's got a ton of the brothers. 
It's also very dramatic. It has some seriously fucked up shit with Sam during like that last loop he goes through. It also has Richard Spade Jr., who I high fived once. That's a whole story. <laughs> it's just, it's got a little bit of. There's Bobby. Bobby's in it. That's all I need for an episode to be good. <laughs> it's just got everything. It's such a good episode. Like, this is the supernatural episode to me. Like, cannot be topped. It's perfect in my mind. I've watched it a, a hundred times. I never get tired of it. <laughs> it's definitely one that I I enjoy too. I mean, it was on like my list when I was trying to decide. And basically what I did to pick my list was ones that I remembered at least semi-fondly and then was like, okay, I got to go back and watch this one. And if this one's as good as I remember it being, I'm going to put it on the episode. I put it on my list and like, ugh, mystery spot, like top notch. Yeah. And there's also like a little bit of ghost phasers in it too, because they're exploring a hokey tourist attraction spot. They don't really explore it that much as much as they wish, but (laughs) they do. It also adds a little tiny bit of lore because they talk about like the Bermuda Triangle, the Oregon, I don't remember what it was called, like the Oregon mystery spot. Just like they say like, yeah, some spots are just fucking weird shit happens in them. We know this as a fact as hunters. Let's move on. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I want to know more though. (laughs) But then this episode kind of says maybe, maybe this is possible, but then it's, you know, a trickster. And also I'm always a fucking sucker for an episode with a uh, god in it and, you know, Gabriel isn't a god, but he is a trickster at this moment. So, of course, I'm gonna fucking like it. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, like, trickster is definitely one of, you know, it is up there for me. Like, when he's in an episode, like the Ghost Facers, I am happy to see, I'm happy to see him. I don't know if I told the story. I went to a Supernatural convention in 2012, something like that, (laughs) with a ex-friend, Supernatural conventions are so bizarre to me because I'm so used to anime conventions and just supernatural conventions are so sparse. Anyway, so we go there. We I see um, the guy who plays young John Winchester. And later on, I see Richard Spade Jr. And Richard Spade Jr. is walking down the aisle and I put up my hands for a high five and he high fives me. And then he pulls his hand back and curls it into a fist to fist bump me. But I'm just like... <laughs> and he just high fives my hands and I'm like ah! and he just moves on and I, oh god I blocked that memory for like a good year before my friend was like remember when you did that and I was like why did you remind me <laughs> so I once touched Richard Spade Jr. and I made my a fool of myself in front of him but I still love this episode anyway I still love him anyway <laughs> oh my god yeah, in my opinion, if you're going to show a supernatural episode to anybody, it's got to be Mystery Spot or Ghost Facers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have some honorable mentions that, granted, I could list like 11 other episodes. There's, as much as Supernatural sucks, there are also some really fucking good episodes. It's Supernatural Supernatural's so meta sometimes that you kind of have to love it, even when it does meta bad. It's just, it just goes so crazy. Uh, honorable mentions are Wishful Thinking. Uh, Ben Enlin and Lou Bolo. I just want to say Ben Enlin because I love Ben Enlin. That's a season four episode. It is just a wild ass episode. The main thing I remembered from that episode was the depressed teddy bear. Yeah. And I'm just like, like, you know what? 
during the whole quarantine thing. I'm sure so many people like sympathize with this teddy bear now. Like being, yeah. being locked Holy up. Shit, yeah. God for real. Oh God. Yeah, I just kind of wish it wasn't about a dude being like, I wish I had a pretty girl, but that's also why I couldn't put monster movie up on my top three, even though I really love that episode because the monster is a fucking annoying ass incel. Like, I wish women liked me. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, monster movie is a good episode besides that. <laughs> monster movie is a reason I really like uh the shapeshifters a lot they're like my favorite monster in supernatural just because of the monster movie episode even though the monster is an asshole and the episode tries to make him sympathetic and i'm just like i'm not having it i'm not having it but i still like that episode anyway it is doing something something new something interesting and i really like it's one of the few times where the monster is like this is why I kill people and this is why I'm doing this and being so extra because my life is horrible and I yada yada and it's like you still don't have to kill people but all right I guess sure all right and then my last pick for uh uh honorable mentions was I mean weekend at Bobby's <laughs> it's Bobby of course I love that episode he finally gets his own episode and it's just him being exhausted and having to deal with shit that he shouldn't have to but he's a good person so he grins and bears it anyway Love him. And also it's directed by Jensen Ackles himself. I think he did a good job. What episode was it that it's a it's a Bobby and Rufus episode. I really enjoyed that one. I don't know if it's the monster of the week, but since we're talking Bobby, I had to mention it. I freaking love that episode. I think I know what episode you're talking about, but I yeah, I don't think it's Weekend at Bobby's. But yes, you were so right. We deserve more Rufus. All right. And his single ear piercing. <laughs> oh, love it. Yeah. As much as there's bad, as our discussion has shown, there there is good. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I hate when supernatural is good. I'm supposed to hate supernatural. That's one of my personality traits. You're gonna have plenty of conversations about how bad it is. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Do you have an AU of the week? I do. I do. My AU is. If Sam and Dean were in the YA novels Animorphs, and 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 how they would absolutely be murdering these these teens, like oh. yeah, they're they're hundred percent right. They they oh they would think there's some offshoot shapeshifter. Or or dragon or something like that, and they would cap a teen quicker than <laughs> than they they beheaded a vampire. Um, so yeah, that's my AU. Oh my god! Uh, Sam and Dean shooting shooting animorphs. <laughs> god, Sam and Dean have some single man tear moment about fucking Tobias being trapped in the eagle for too long. Like, oh my god. Uh, well, okay. All you have to do is look at my number three pick, Pac-Man Fever. There is a young, I mean like teen Jin that uh, Sam just shanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh my god, yeah. They really just... <sighs> my Supernatural AU of the week is Supernatural, but the Winchesters are the villains. 
and everybody's trying to fight them, but nobody can win against them. <laughs> I really want that version of Supernatural because they're the fucking villains in this universe sometimes. I swear to God, they really just don't give a shit. D- like Sam tries sometimes to be sympathetic to the monster, but Dean is always like, let's gank them. Let's kill them. Doesn't matter. I don't care. They don't have feelings. So bye. And then he's always proven right at the end, which is like, fuck off. But see, he's not though. Cause all you got is Benny. Like, yeah, he has not proven right. He just, <laughs> he just, he just thinks he is. So, uh, yeah, Benny and Garth, Garth is a werewolf. So like, you got Benny, the vampire, you got Garth, you got friggin' Crowley. There's uh, Rowena, the witch. Yeah, yeah. They. I mean, Cass. Yeah, Cass, Cass was their enemy. Yeah. Oh boy. See, like they already know. They just can't get it through their thick skulls <laughs> that, uh, for the most part, they're killing a lot of innocent people too, <laughs> or monsters. Yeah. Dean's got that Republican mindset. Like all liberals are bad unless I'm friends with them. Those are the only okay ones. Like okay, okay, we get it. We get it. But I love you. <laughs> uh this has been Helen Complicated. I'm Dupless on Tumblr, Dupless27 on Twitter, Dupless Everywhere. Jack, do you have anything you want to plug? Nope. I will say that our D&D game is fucking popping off. I mean it's popping off for me personally, but <laughs> in general, it is popping the fuck off. Uh absolutely. <laughs> Y'all fucking wish you were in our D&D game. It's so good. You you really you really do, because you know, we got like the best lesbian couple and a blast from the past so 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 far in the past that it'll be just friggin' awesome. God, I cannot stop thinking about the fucking oh my god. I don't know what I'm gonna do on Saturday. I'm so excited. Oh my god. And also my best friend is human again. Oh my god. I can't get over that. I'm so excited. I'm so happy for him. Oh my god. Uh you can find us at Helling Podcast on Twitter, Helling Complicated on Tumblr and Facebook. Uh leave a review on Apple Podcasts, please, if you enjoyed this. I'm still hoping to find some uh listener stories if you want to submit them. I would love to hear them, otherwise I'm gonna have to tell all of mine. And lastly, oh boy. Misha Collins, please come on the show and tell me what kind of gender bending episode you really wish Castiel would have been in, because I would have lo- I really would have loved to see that. Have a good day and carry on, my wayward kids. I should send you a screenshot of the worst thing I've ever seen on Tumblr, which was a... (laughs) Which was... Jesus Christ. I'm trying to remember. It was... Some Destel people were talking, and sometimes some people get so deep into it, it gets worrying. And these people were like, imagine, picture this, Mpreg Destel, <laughs> and their teats are really sensitive, so they keep playing with them. And I'm just like, I, I think that was like, I think at that point I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go. Mom, pick me up. I need to leave right now. I I gotta go. Yeah, this is, that's definitely uh, where's the adult kind of moment.